Welcome back, everyone. This is Locked on Coyotes. We got part two of our episode uh, for the Locked on Coyotes year-end review. We're going to get to all that, talking about some of the off-season pickups, the state of the Arizona Coyotes rebuild, taking a look forward, and even getting our hopes for 2024 in on today's episode, part two of the Locked on Coyotes podcast. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, I want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We're free and available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube, SiriusXM, and ad-free on Amazon Music. Today's episode is also brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, use the code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your purchase. Like I said, we're going into part two of this episode, Arizona Coyotes, Locked On Coyotes, year in review. Uh, we got a lot of things to get to, so let's just jump right into it. Let's go ahead and and uh, switch gears here, Matthew. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about you know that, and we talked about the, sh- the the election and all the stuff. We talked about the show and you bringing you on. Um, let's go to one next step here. Let's talk about the state of the Arizona Coyotes rebuild. Oh, okay. right. I was gonna bring. Up I know. I know. We're, I know. We're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that in a little bit. I know what you want to do. We're gonna get to that in a little bit. But the state of the Arizona Coyotes rebuild, because I think you know. We have the latter, you know, the, the, you know, the latter half of uh, of last season, the off se- this recent off season for the Coyotes, and this first half of this season. So we got a chance to see a lot happen, mm-hmm. and in just this calendar year, it seemed like things kind of sped up. A lot of frustration too, right, for this Arizona Coyotes team, a team that we thought was going to really tank hard for Connor Bedard, and they almost did, but they, uh, but. You know, let's 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 look at this way: Chicago and Anaheim and San Jose and whatnot. They were worse teams. Um, the Coyotes we weren't the, the Coyotes. Look, the Coyotes were bad last year, but they weren't <laughs> god awful, terrible that we thought they were going to be. Which kind of leads us into what they are now. And it, it's interesting that we look at how quickly they are getting better because, like, it's something that none of us would have expected, right? The talent last year even wasn't great. But they still actually pulled on some weird wins. And they surprised a lot of people last year. This year, they're surprising a lot of people in completely different ways. And it's, and you go look at the offseason, like they acquired some talent that they're speeding up. They're, they're, like they're on this, they're on a point of this rebuild. I'm like, wow, like I did not expect this in year three. Where do we start? Let's start with <clears throat> briefly the reaction to uh, the Coyotes losing the turd bowl, where the Coyotes decided to stop playing bad and let other bad teams out bad them uh, at the end of the year. And I will still stand by this. All right. I don't change my opinion at the time. It was stupid as hell to ruin your chances at getting a top three pick just for some meaningless wins at the end of the season. Because even right now, as happy as we were with them, as happy as we are with the team right now, we're not talking about those last couple of wins. We don't care 
for those last couple of wins because it meant literally nothing. They lose out on a couple of players that might have really helped this team. Imagine this team with someone like Adam Fantilli, the player I wanted from the start, not because Conor Bedard is overrated, but because I'm like, the Coyotes are not picking first. And I, I don't think I'll ever see this team pick first in my lifetime. I decided to just not even not, not even that not even that one, but like what Leo Carlson or Will Smith. There were some good players in the top five. Yeah, there really was. And they even passed on guys like Zach Benson, who I, I, I'm i not going to make an argument. Oh, he wouldn't have worked here. He might have. He might not have. But you got to look at what you got and what you got is a pretty solid defenseman. But what uh, what I think it's Buffalo. I'm terrible with with picking teams out uh, gets in Benson is a really dynamic scorer. So it's like, we're not really going to fully know for a few years, but that's right. something that you can look at with a question mark and you have to watch it play out. I mean, and, and, and it's nothing against the, you know, the eventual drafting of Dmitry Shemeshev and Daniel boot. I think they're going to turn out to be fine hockey players. Mm-hmm. And it just shows what they're, what, how they're doing in the KHL right now. But again, you passed up to have play, like, you know, you, the opportunity by by winning uh the opportunity to have someone like adam fantilli who's already in the nhl right now and playing pretty you know pretty fine for himself in his rookie year um and uh i'm not sure what leo carlson's doing up right now i think he's doing he's doing all right for himself i think he's let's check on leo carlson because we can do live checks i like that all right, so so far through twenty-two games, eight goals, seven assists, fifteen points. He's not not bad. Not Putting bad at all. Numbers in Anaheim. Not bad at all. Um, it's interesting when you look at all that, right? And what you know, what the Coyotes missed out on. Mm-hmm. I'm the kind of person here, though, Matthew, that I'm not going to dwell too much on that and look at it's like, all right, in this case, it's like trust a little bit. Just give that. Just get enough trust into Bill Armstrong. Because so far, most of the moves that he's made has been very smart. He's known he knows what he's doing in building this team. Yeah, he really does. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm still like just for consistency. They should have lost those extra games to get an even better player. But once you are out, like once that is no longer a possibility. Once you have discussed that. Once that's now like on like that, that's that's past where we're past that you can't change it then you gotta look at what you got and considering how bill armstrong looked like he got away with murder when he he got simashev and boot when simashev was ecstatic about drafting his teammate with how boot has been really good and the dude is massive over there in the khl this year how simashev has been playing solid hockey simashev is still the best defensive prospect in the system borderline immediately and there are some good players like jeremy langlois in the system right now uh there victor soderstrom is showing some steps in the ahl but i kind of feel like like he has to really start showing it uh but yanis moser's already an everyday nhler and it didn't even take him a half a season to achieve that there's been some positivity not as much depth as we would like but a lot of positivity mm-hmm. towards the defense and rebuilding the defensive core yeah, it sucks to lose out on Fantilli. I'd rather have Fantilli and take a chance at getting Simashev later in the first. However, it it's all you know water under the bridge because that's not on the table. And what we got is a D-man that can 
be that number one, if not a top pairing defenseman and a big dude that let's just say Lawson Krause decides to move on later. You can, or you can have an even bigger meat line with Lawson Krause, Jack Green, McBain and Daniel boot. And I think, especially when you take a look at the fact that um, like, for example, like on defense, how you're not like you, Matt Dumba isn't going to be on the team for, for a long time. No, he's probably the one and done. Yeah, exactly. Right. And that's, and, and that, I think that's the kind of thing is there going to be some floaters coming in and out of the league, uh, in and out of the coyotes, uh, just to fill in time until those players are ready. Yep, so we don't have to rush them anymore. So we don't have situations where we have all these undercooked prospects that are are thrown to the wolves. Like we're actually doing it properly and kids that are in the lineup like we're back to where oh, let the kid play. And honestly, that's probably a good thing because it shows that they're actually taking enough time and maybe they overcook a little bit. But the amount of examples that we can look at, like, oh, he should be at a higher level, is maybe like Gunther should have got a call up when the injuries happened. That would have been about a 10-game stretch. Uh, maybe Donor could have got a game or two. Now we're splitting hairs a little bit because they're actually cooking the, the prospects the degree that they need to. And like, yeah, no, we're not just going to throw Josh Doan out there. Figure it out. You're a first-line winger now. Put the franchise on your back, kid. <laughs> Yeah, and I and it, and it def, like and I think all that you know with all that said, it definitely just feels like a breath of fresh air, right? Of where we are in the Armstrong system, um, you know, three a little over three years in because because Armstrong took over uh, four years ago, right? But like, dude, didn't he really didn't start like? Uh, yeah, it's four four years ago because he took over in twenty twenty, right? Um, and 17th, 2020. Yeah. So she took over four years ago and, you know, the first year was kind of like somewhat of a wash. Cause that was a very, that was a shortened season. There's only so much you can do. So the next three seasons, including this one, you know, we really started to get to see what he's capable of in that, in this amount of time, I feel like he's done, um, more for this team in, you know, progressing mm-hmm. forward than the previous, in the previous GMs. And it feels like a breath of fresh air because of that. It. I'm someone who is very high on Don Maloney and I still respect Don Maloney. There is plenty of aspects that he wasn't the greatest, but he also took a shoestring budget, literally nothing an NHL owned team and took him to three straight playoff appearances and a conference mm-hmm. final. In my opinion, he's still and Bill Armstrong is like right behind him and he's about to surpass him. He's still the best GM in Coyotes history. Now, I think Bill Armstrong is going to bring a cup to this to the Valley. I think this team will win a Stanley Cup. And in retrospect, because obviously I didn't have a fully developed brain when I was watching the Maloney era, in retrospect, minus 2012 when they really had that shot, I don't think we could say that, that we had full confidence they were going to win a cup. I can say I have full confidence in, in GMBA. There might be one or two small things. It happens with every single GM. It's always going to happen, but I don't think he's made a single bad move. People point to the Connor Timmons trade. They he ever has, he's going to have to get waived. They're going to lose him for nothing. You at least got something, and Douglas is still with Tucson, so you at least got something in that deal. And plus, 
Timmons still has a bunch of injury issues. It might have right. never worked here. And that's his worst move. Oh, Dumba, it's a one-year contract. There is no such thing as a bad one-year contract. It could be a $12 million a year one-year contract. And guess what? If it doesn't work out, it was a one-year contract. Then you don't have to worry about it too much. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. But, you know, that's that's kind of looking at the overall just state of the rebuild. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, in a, in a, in a, you know, in a, in a big picture sort of way, what we're going to do is coming up, we're going to uh, take a look at the uh, the free agents that were picked up and some of the offseason moves, including picking up one uh, in uh, or officially signing one Logan Cooley uh, oh, as Matt Cooley. shows up. That's going to be coming up right after this. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if the Cardinals can do anything. Or if you just bet against the Cardinals. <laughs> right? <laughs> if you've been thinking about getting into FanDuel, there's no better time to get into the action. The app is so easy to use with a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Let's move on and talk about the offseason, Matthew, and the, the, the pickups the Coyotes made. Because I feel like that was like that was huge strides forward when it talks like kind of like looking at specific things when it comes to taking steps forward in this rebuild. And um, we'll get to Logan Cooley in just a couple minutes, but I but getting some of these other offseason pickups, you know, getting Jason Zucker and even Matt Dumba, uh, Sean Dersey, um, you name it, right? Bill Armstrong was meaning business when he picked up these players as free agents, signing contracts, bringing Nick Bukestag back. Like, he knows what he wants to do. And this dude wants to win. How dare you forget Travis Dermott? Travis Dermott, too. No, Travis Dermott, too. This was no, a defender. I love Travis. I, I love Travis Dermott. You know the uh, you know the dude who broke the uh, you know broke the ban. But you know when it when it when it when it went against that ban, like a I Chad did not care if he was gonna lose some money. He was like, "I'm gonna wear the tape, idiot." But no, this guy is someone that there was no expectations, nothing. You hope that he can stay healthy. You hope that he can bounce back and be a solid defender for you. Uh, obviously, the his best offensive season was 17 points with the Maple Leafs in 18-19. All right? right? You hope you can get something out of it. So far, only the one point. But he has been so solid. Not amazing. Not a top-pairing defenseman, but a solid depth defenseman. It did hurt when he missed, I think, uh, I think around nine games. My, yeah, my, my math might be a little off. It hurt the team. So absolutely. It, so it, it's like that's an impact player, and that was a depth signing that cost them borderline nothing, Robin, to get an impactful depth guy. No, you're right, and I think that's you know that's one of the things that I think like Bill Bill Armstrong has been best at, kind of like finding those like you know 
those diamond diamond in the rough or like not even that term i guess one of you i guess more of just like you know finding the uh the quote used leftover that no one else wanted but then all of a sudden make it into a gourmet dish <laughs> kind of thing if you know what i mean right oh do you want to talk about the gourmet dish that is uh the leading goal scorer on the team one michael carconi carconi owned dog like this dude ahl points leader came out of nowhere all right he spent a couple of years in tucson system 30 games 14 goals four assists 18 points uh if he scores two points tonight uh he's tied with with nick schmaltz in points so tied for top three on the team who had that on the bingo card robin no one and if you no. say you did you're lying unless no, because- you are carconi's mom so, because let's go back, Matthew, to the offseason when the Coyotes negotiated their contract with Michael Carcone mm-hmm. um, over the offseason. You and I were questioning what really is Michael Carcone's role in this team. Yeah, he was the AHL's leading scorer, but what role does he have this year? Because it was a one-way contract he was signed. What mm-hmm. role does he have signed this like have this year with the Coyotes? What is he the extra forward? You know that number. You know that number. 13 guy like we were questioning we really were and boy has he proved us wrong he proved everyone wrong and just has been absolutely phenomenal i am going to uh correct you robin i said he was going to be a bottom sixer i said he was gonna have that spot it just depended on if they were going to want to give him the spot and obviously he had to work for it he had the right mindset like i i still got a lot to prove and mm-hmm. boy, is he proven. And also, oh, yeah. good guy Lawson Krause keeps waiting for Carconi to get at least two goals ahead of him before he scores to <laughs> make it like a one-goal differential. Krause is just too nice to take the goal-scoring lead back. He's just he's just letting Carconi have this one and then keeping pace with everything Carconi does. It's It's been absolutely fantastic. Um, and, that, and that's just, you know... And, and again, that's just picking, you know, you know, you know, you know, picking just one after another. I'll add one more of another player who's been a huge surprise that was, you know, acquired over this, you know, you know, over the course of the year. And Michael Kesselring. Oh, I thought you were going with it with uh, with Kerfoot. Yeah, we can talk we can talk about Kesselring. Talk Let's about talk Kesselring. About Kesselring. Because like I felt like a lot of people kind of like there was some kind of like hype with a very small sect of Coyotes fans who are like actual hockey fans who are like, ooh, this kid actually might be really good. But a lot of people kind of just dismissed him because they don't had no idea who he was. They're like, who is this dude? And all of a sudden, look at where he's at right now. He's playing hot. He got called up from Tucson uh, midway through the early part of this season. And he's been hot. He's been doing fantastic. Yeah, and, and his minutes are a little bit more reserved right now. He's, he's uh, the average is somewhere around, I think, high 13s, low 14s. But he's getting 18 shifts tonight over his last five games. Two goals, five assists, seven points in 15 games. He's actually, Robin, uh, he is 15th, tied for 14th with Liam O'Brien on the team in scoring, and he's played about half the games as most of the players. <laughs> he's bringing the offensive, uh, the, the offensive upside that we didn't even know he had. Played well in Tucson. Uh, he didn't throw a fit whenever he didn't make the opening night roster. He's just worked, and now... 
it's paid off. And he, in my opinion, considering how they, they haven't set everyone else is healthy. Now they haven't sent him back down and the roster, the roster spot. and yeah, no. And, uh, at the, we're recording this before the, you know, be, no, we recorded all this before Christmas. Um, just a heads up everyone. And the, the holiday roster freeze comes in at, um, came in on the 23rd. You know, obviously we don't know if he got sent down or not. There's a likelihood he didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he didn't get sent down by the roster freeze, that means he got he survived up until Christmas with the Coyotes, and that's that that's that that's a feat that I think I don't think any of us really expected. Nope, I none of us. And like, yeah, well, Yuso is not going to play tonight against San Jose as we're recording. I'll give you a little bit of a of a dangle there, but I they're probably going to have two extra defensemen on the roster because right now, unless Kesselring goes through a massive slump or Tucson desperately needs a defender, you can't justify sending Kesselring down right now. He's playing no, too can't. well. It would be a bad decision. Right now it would. It, it, would, it, would, it could mess with the moment. It could, could mess with the momentum. It really mm-hmm. could. Um, but what we're going to do is, uh, well, actually, let's talk about Kerfoot first before we go to another break. And then we got, and then, of course, we got Cooley right after. Cooley's going to get his own segment. Because that's... Cooley's I, getting his own segment. We have to, we have to speed run... Speed run, uh, Jason Zucker. He's been a very good engine. Five goals, five assists, 10 points in 24 games. I love it when he plays with Cooley. Keep him with Cooley. And then Jonathan Dersey has been our number one defender. Like a second round pick bought us a number one defenseman. And he's been so much better defensively than anyone ge- like I've ever seen anyone give him credit for. So either right. he did a complete 180 or he was always underrated on defense. But he has been phenomenal this year. Now take it away with Alex Kerfoot. <laughs> No, like Alex Kerfer has been another like I wouldn't even say necessarily surprised because he was written off slightly as like you know like a a middle sixer to like bot- toward towards bottom sixer on other teams because like who was he with? He was with Colorado. He was with uh, with Toronto. With, uh, with no Toronto. With, uh, so like you know he was on teams in which he never really had the opportunity to shine. I think that's the kind of thing I like about the Coyotes is you get more opportunities, right? Like again, this still t- this team is still a lot more talented now than than it has in the, the opportunities that players got in the previous couple of years. But they're still getting the opportunities, and I feel like it's really nice to see that Kerfoot has really surprised. Uh, he's really been a huge part of this team. Fit in, you know, he fit he can easily fit in nicely as a top six for top six forward if really need be, but he doesn't really need to be. Like he can. You know, he fits greatly along the power play unit. I got, I've got very few complaints about this, dude. Yeah, started off quiet. The scoring took a while to get there, but he never complained. He kept working hard. He's actually averaging, uh, I just want to double check, the most ice time he's ever averaged in his career. It's 17 minutes and 10 seconds. His previous was two seasons ago with uh, Toronto. We had his career high in points with 51, uh, and it was 15 minutes, 12 seconds on the ice. And then over the course of a 10-game period, it was more realistically like six games because a bunch where he didn't score any points. He was a point-per-game player over a 10-game stretch because of like how many points he was getting. He had like three multi-assist games. One was a three-assist night. He is giving them all the depth scoring they need. And even though he, I still stand by he's a bottom sixer, he sure can fill in in the middle of the top six when you need him for brief periods of time. Absolutely. And that's, and I felt like that's kind of why it, it was, it's super nice to have a player who is as versus as versatile as Alex Kerfoot is. It really is. 
All right, what we're going to do, though, we're just going to continue and wrap up our thoughts about, uh, wrap up our uh, year in review. We got a couple more things left on the plate, including the one you've been, I'm sure a lot of you guys have been waiting for and talking about. That is right, Logan Cooley. We're going to get to that right after this. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. I know a lot of you guys are frustrated when it comes to buying tickets. I know I am. I've gotten sick and tired of buying a ticket and all of a sudden getting a seat that absolutely looked terrible from the vent in the inside the venue. Not to mention, got surprised by this whole lot of extra fees that ended up costing double what I wanted. What initially they said the cost of the ticket was. Game time is out there. The only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase because you can see. The view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. They got all-in pricing, so you can total your your uh, you can see your total up front, so you know exactly that what the kind of deal you're getting without all the hidden fees. Buy tickets in seconds with just two apps. They have all the deals you can get right up to the start of the event, even even up to an hour after the event starts. That's the that's that's why it's awesome to find the greatest last-minute deals on. Game time. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create an, create an account. Use the code LockedOnNHL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms terms apply. Again, create account. Redeem code L O C K E D O N N H L for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, Matt. It's the moment. Everyone has been waiting for on this year in review. We are talking Logan Cooley, a massive addition for the Arizona Coyotes, Matthew. Because after, because here's the thing, and there's a huge timeline when it comes to this. Because after the election, there was a lot of discussion of talking to Logan Cooley. People were asking him, you know, what his plots are and everything. Uh, he decides pretty shortly after the election that he's going to go play in his sophomore year. Mm -hmm at the university of minnesota he, he claimed that there wasn't a you know the uh and i kind of believe i believe him a little bit on this that the election wasn't the reason he decided to go back at first um and you know i also feel like there is like i said there's some truth to that but also i'm like yeah but timing wise it kind of felt a little a little bit weird but then if I fast forward a couple months all of a sudden change of heart he signed his entry-level contract and it seems to me that a lot of that can again who can be credited towards in uh clayton keller after he just talked with clayton keller it seemed that he was convinced that he is ready to join the coyotes and say like oh in fact for a sophomore year at, at um at minnesota and is i mean hey like what a decision that was and what a uh what a difference it's made for the arizona coyotes I remember so many people are like, see, the election is the reason. Now, I, I'm actually going to say I do believe the election was the deciding factor. I believe he was conflicted. And then when it's like, OK, it's not going to be a good environment this year. He made the smart decision to go back to college. However, they talked to him at training camp. And that's kind of when uh, I was getting pretty I was starting to get pretty optimistic uh, because whatever they said to him or presented to him talking to Keller about the arena and the future had to have been something really good. And he, he starts off playing well, 
He's a rookie assist leader for a while. He's a point per game player for about, I think, seven games. Finally gets his first goal at Anaheim, I think, November 1st, right there, November 1st. He currently sits at three goals, 14 assists, 17 points in 31 games. Maybe slightly uh, disappointing compared to expectations. Because at yeah. one point, Robin, throughout the preseason, and it was at that my my first ever game as credential media with how confident he looked. I know it was a preseason game, and I said it at the time, factor that in. But I'm like, he could score 30. With how natural of a goal scorer he was, how confident he was, the kid could score 30. And it, it's a little unfortunate that he hasn't got there um, yet. However, it's year one, and he's still scoring points at a decent rate. Even Keller only only scored 65 points his rookie year, nowhere yeah. near his high of 86. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. And I think that's kind of the thing that we have to all take a look at is um, at the time, a lot of us were having the expectation is going to be Cooley for Calder. I mean, there's still time for him to show that he's worthy of a Calder trophy, but he hasn't shown enough for it. And it's not, not, not a knock against him for it, though. He's still playing fine for what, you know, you know, for what the Coyotes need. It's just not what we expected, right? And he'll get better. He will. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, so, no, so no one is really worried about it. I want to say this though, as a as a retrospective thing, and I and it's really funny too. When the news the Cooley the the of the whole Cooley situation came out, and that he that he re, that he signed his contract, in my brain I'm like, okay, thank God I don't have the Craig Morgan curse and the fact that because I was about to go on vacation, right, and it happened <laughs> before I went on vacation, so I was like, yes, I got it right before I go on vacation. <coughs> oh my God. So, but, but, so by the time I went on vacation, I was like, I don't have to worry about anything. All the, the big news that could have happened, and it's already there. You see, I'm lucky that I'm unimportant, so the news doesn't happen when I'm on vacation because nobody cares. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that's good. That, 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 yeah. No, it, it's it's, be... with, with Cooley, I, I've seen some hyperbolic worrying, and uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and level with you. I can understand a little bit of concern. We saw one version of Cooley and throughout the preseason, we are seeing a different version where he very much, I, I'm going to compare him to Verbata. Verbata, whenever he had the opportunity to be the, the scorer on that line, the, the Hansel wizard and uh, Verbata line, he just adopted that. He still passed the puck, excellent passer, but he very much like, okay, I'm a finisher. Then whenever he lost his, his line mates, He's like, okay, I want the puck on my stick more. I want to set up. And Cooley has very much adopted the setup pass first mindset. Frustratingly so at times, but 19 year old kid have, have him in the league for a couple of years. It might not be starting out the way that we all expected. It's still starting out well. And if this is the baseline, all he's got to do is Matthias Michelli this and shoot the gosh darn uh, 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 Dan Nabbit through the net. Puck. So it's going to be very interesting because I will be disappointed if he's not at least a 20 goal scorer, not necessarily this year. There's still mm -hmm. time. It would be nice, but I'm not going to expect that this year. Uh, but if he doesn't end up becoming a 20 goal scorer next year, or the year after I will be very disappointed because he has the electric shot and offensive energy. But if you're at least the, the setup man, as much as he can be and you get a really good free agent let's say next year to pair with them 
Mm-hmm. But at the very least, you're still getting good use out of the kid. No, absolutely. You're absolutely right. Uh, we, we are running a little bit out of time on this. So I do want to do one thing before we close things off, Matthew. Mm-hmm. And it's like something we can do in the next few minutes. I mean, I don't it didn't really matter how long it's th- this takes. But I want to hear your hopes for the Coyotes in this show in 2024. Hopes for the Coyotes and this show. Okay. Uh, you, you know what, Robin? You want to do a little bit of you want to do a little bit of editing tonight? <laughs> oh God! Do Not I get really. do I get one since the end of the year? One, five, <laughs> one. Close the f-ing deal. Get me my gosh darn mother trucking arena. All right, build this thing. Build this shrine, put a statue of Shane Doan out there, put a statue of Gary Bettman out there, <laughs> and you know what? Just for the for the love of it, put number four in the rafters because I think Sabinic McCulloch needs more respect. And also, you know, make the playoffs because it'd be hilarious. It would be hilarious if they make the playoffs and they, like, people are complaining <laughs> there's a college arena featured in the playoffs. Please do that. That's my hope. That is my that's my genuine hope is arena deal oh, yeah. playoffs. That that makes that 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 will just put all the uh, you know Canadian hockey fans into uh, complete disarray and a spiral and just just dissension spiral into madness. And I would love that. It'd be great. It'd be so great. And for those that for those Canadian for those Canadian hockey fans out there who are actually rooting for us, I don't count you. You guys are awesome. We love you guys. I've knocked down the Canadian jokes because a lot either I'm not delivering them properly. A lot of people think I'm, I actually like don't like Canadian or something. No, I don't I like them. mainly uh, Quebec, Montreal, and Toronto fans, which happens to be a lot of Canadian fans. However, I don't actually hate Canadian, so I've changed up how I deliver the jokes. So we're being a little more specific, so y'all know. Exactly. Anything else that, that that you want that that you that feel like we should touch on? Because I feel like the hopes for twenty twenty four can be really a lot here. Because I feel like there's a lot to get to, right? There's a lot that can be done in 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 just the next the next year. <sighs> Reach five hundred subscribers so that way I could retire with my fragile ego. Because if Lock Dog gets bigger than me, I'm gonna cry. Didn't I say? Didn't I say it's in your contract? You can't retire until one thousand. One thousand? I'm gonna walk away at the height of it. <laughs> uh, but no, no. I I hope the show continues to grow. And uh, you know what? For me personally, I hope I eventually get used to people actually like watching me. And just like like once, I'm not gonna say who it was, but like while I was doing work. So I walked up, hey, don't like aren't you the, the, the co-host of that locked on show? I I I forget people watch me. I forget. So it's yeah. really weird. So hopefully I get used to that in 2024. We get a little it more. It is a really in, it is a really interesting experience to get used to. As someone who's been a host of this show for at the time everyone's been listening to this, um, just about three years now. I uh, can't believe it's been that long. I I even I'm not 100% used to it. Someone comes over to me, taps my shoulders like, hey, you're Robin, right? Hosted a lot. I'm like, well, yes. Yes, I. Yeah, sure. That's my birth name. 
that's don't wear it out. <laughs> but it's it, it 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 sure is interesting. So like what I'm telling you is you never really get fully used to it until like you get to Craig Morgan level in which he's he, yeah. I'll I'll never get used to it. I will never get, I I I won't. I refuse because I go into every one of these with the same exact mindset uh, that I'm just here to have some fun. I never consider people actually listening to this. I never consider, oh yeah, I work around some of the, these people that might potentially hear this. So Maybe to I our li- stop. So you know what? As a closing thought to our listeners in 2024, if you see Matt on the street or oh, working or, or working anywhere else, just say hi to him and say go and and, and say locked on is awesome. Damn, I'm gonna have one person walk up. You know, I liked locked on until you showed up. You know, it, it, the first person that does that, I'll give you a hockey puck if I have one on me. There we go. I, I love that. <laughs> I'll just start carrying a hockey puck when I'm at certain places. Yeah, I liked lock on before you showed up. Congratulations, Mr. Beast Challenge. That means like it's like like you paid attention, and that means you are an everyday or so. And we appreciate that you listen to Locked On Coyotes every day. If you are at, at the end of part two of this, the day after Christmas, and you're listening to this portion, you are either uh, such a hater that I live rent-free in your head, or you are a fan. And I know. That is cringy to say. I don't have fans. I am literally just a just a big old dumb idiot head that loves hockey and loves talking about hockey. But if you're this, if you're at this point, that's what you are. You're a you're a top tier hater or a fan. Ah, one or the other. One or the other. There's no in between. No in betweens, Robin. One or the other. You're a fan or you hate me. And honestly, I want to meet the one person that hates me that keeps watching this because my God, you need help. Anyways, I think we're just about done for this episode unless you have any closing thought. Closing thoughts, closing thoughts. Uh actually, yeah. Uh this holiday season, please go to your local animal shelter and consider giving a dog a home. That's all I got for you. Great. Great great message. Absolutely beautiful message. But that's going to be it for today's episode of Locked on Coyotes. I appreciate to all you guys who stuck it through this two-part from listening to our initial release on Christmas Day yesterday and our part two listening today. We really appreciate your your support of Locked on Coyotes and your support, again, all your support you've had all year long. Uh, we still got a couple of episodes left of the of the calendar year, so be sure to stay tuned to that. Uh, like, comment, subscribe if you have yet to already, guys. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts. Be sure to check us out on YouTube. Uh, we have that YouTube channel, YouTube Music as well, if you want to subscribe to our podcast on there. Uh, Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon Music, ad-free on Amazon Music, by the way. Also, again, we're on Sirius XM Radio. You can check us out on the Sirius XM Radio app. Just search up Locked on coyotes don't forget to interact with us on social media though we're on facebook facebook.com slash locked on coyotes and on x at lo underscore coyotes i'm personally at robin underscore leonio matthew jacobson is at the az sports guy interact with us ask the question you might have we might answer right back or in a future episode of the locked on coyotes podcast thanks again everyone for listening hope you guys are staying safe out there hope you guys are staying healthy and don't forget to howl on.